tonight. Concealed carry gun laws. Does keeping your gun on you at all times make you feel safe inside the Chili's or Ross dress for less that you are currently in? Or is there an alternative? Possibly hiring a group of people who are trained to use guns. Maybe in uniform. Maybe their uniforms are blue. Are they the Fantastic Four? Probably not. The Human Torch could never pass a background check. All this and more tonight on America the Podcast. back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. Hello, America, and welcome to America, the podcast, a show where I shout my very important words into your ears, and then my producer and a panel of guests discuss the words that experts call mind-changing. If you listen to this show regularly, and by now you should, damn it, you not only know that my real name is Thebadias A. Stard, or Theb for short, and by the way, you may still call me the bastard if you wish, but you know that I am running for a write-in candidacy to unseat Texas Senator and the human form of that green slime from Nickelodeon, Raphael Ted Cruz. But that is another subject for another video for another time, which you can find on americavideos.americathepodcast.com. Speaking of my very important video messages, I recently put out a very important, very powerful, and very silent video message regarding one very particular, pesky, age-old, relentless debate. This pesky, terrible, shitty little issue is known around America as the gun debate. I made my video and thought that was the end of it. Oh, how wrong I was. I thought that my very important words finally solved this age-old issue. I mean, I was a Republican who was presenting facts. I mean, that just doesn't happen. But alas, I was wrong. Utterly depressed and absolutely hammered on Glenn Fittich, I turned to the only group of people whose logic made sense to me at the time, hippies and high school students. They convinced me in my drunken stupor that the only way to convince politicians to pass these gun laws, gun laws that would in turn prevent mass shootings, that would in turn prevent deaths, that would in turn make people still be alive, that would in turn make those people probably still spend money, and that would in turn keep all of that money going into my pocket, was to organize a protest. A protest that took place on March 24th and was poignantly named the March for Our Lives. I myself and my producer Tim both attended the march in Austin, Texas. We recorded audio from that day and we'll play it for you now. This is what democracy looks like and sounds like. Vote them out! 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 Vote them
riveting stuff, but did it work? Well, as catchy as those chants may have been, chanting, hey, hey, ho, ho, the NRA has got to go, did not completely dismantle the NRA like we thought. Alas, the majority of your senators and congressmen, both at the state and federal level, are still all bought and paid for by the National Rifle Association, and will still encourage laws like open carry, yet not make laws preventing terrorists and mentally disturbed people from buying AR-15s and committing mass shootings. At least, not while they're in office. Which brings me to the point of today's very important words. To the Republicans and any other red, white, and blue-blooded American that loves their guns more than God and possibly even their own children. Number one. You know as well as I do that unless you are a terrorist, a criminal, or a crazy person, you will not fail a background check. So demand background checks for guns from your senators and congressmen. Number two. To all of you who are members of a, quote, well-regulated militia, end quote, America thanks you, but your services are no longer required. The reason being that America already has a well-regulated militia, and it is called the National Guard. And, not to add insult to injury, but there is no hillbilly militia in this country that would be able to defend itself against the National Guard if it ever came to that. Next. And last. Number three. To those of you out there with delusions of grandeur and dreams of being the good guy with a gun that stops the bad guy with a gun, and who insist on carrying their guns wherever they go, please, for the love of America, get proper handgun training. America will be safer if you did. And now, on to the Democrats. I only have a few very important words for you, and one of them is vote. Vote with your wallet and your ballot by boycotting companies and senators that are supported by the National Rifle Association. And instead, vote for officials that would enact universal background checks and laws that would prevent terrorists and mentally disturbed people from buying assault-style rifles. Seems simple enough, right? Well, it is. So, do it. My name is Thebadias A. Stard, and I approve this message, or something like that. Alright, we're at the end here, so we're going to go on to the next segment. With us today, we have Dr. Yvette de Chavez of the University of Texas. She recently wrote an op-ed for the blog Fierce, discussing the University of Texas open carry gun laws, and is joined today by business manager of Shway Media, Alana Matos. We will be right back after these messages. It's America, the podcast! This episode of America, the podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Are you an aspiring podcaster with something to say and need to get your message out there but don't know how to distribute your podcast? Well, might I suggest Podbean. Podbean is a great and seamless way to distribute one's podcast. And right now, if you use the offer code podbean.com backslash America the podcast, you can get your first month free. All you need to do is go to podbean.com and enter the promo code America the podcast, and your first month of podcast distribution will be free. Don't believe me? Well, then go try it for yourself. I dare you. Remember, podbean.com backslash America the podcast for your first month of podcasting free. And now, back to the show.
And we're back. With me today is Dr. Um, Yvette de Chavez of the University of Texas and um, our frequent guest, Alana Matos, business manager of Shway Media. Say hello, everybody. Hello. All right. Um, so as I said, um, Yvette uh, teaches at the University of Texas. Uh, what do you teach, Yvette? Um, I teach contemporary English books. I teach books. You teach books. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, Very important. <laughs> well, as you heard at the top of the show, um, Theb told us that um, this show is about guns and guns in schools. And recently at the University of Texas, on, um, of all things, the anniversary of the first um, widely known school shooting in America, um, they instituted campus carry. Um, and, well, that's not okay. So, um, Yvette, you teach there. That's uh, all sorts of fucked up. So, um, what is actually what in general to our audience? What does uh, it mean to have be able to have a gun on campus? What can you actually do? Well, you have to be a licensed gun holder, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I mean, for the most part, you can take it pretty much anywhere as long as it's concealed, mm -hmm. right? Which into classrooms. You can take it into classrooms. You can take it into office hours. You know, I there are some oh. professors who have signs that say you know uh, guns are not permitted in my office mm -hmm. or like ask me about my gun policy right i don't actually know if they're allowed to you know say guns are not allowed in my office if that's like a thing that i was gonna say know. is that uh, are I'm any of those positive. enforceable I don't at know all like can that. you actually say no to guns in my classroom I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so, but right. I'm not 100% positive. You know, I think that it's like their legal right yeah. to carry mm -hmm. them in the classroom. I mean, if they did have it, I wouldn't know. You know, it's mm -hmm. like carrying your wallet in your, your right, bag. It's or concealed, right, so it's concealed. So I have no idea. And I do, like last semester, there was a student, um, like this came up in our conversation, and a student was like, oh, yeah, I, I have one. You know, mm -hmm. so I had no idea. It's not even something I would think mm -hmm. to assume a student has. So. It's just weird. Have right. you, when when that um, concealed carry on campus passed, did you feel like was there a shift in the mood? Was there a shift in like the you know energy on campus? Did you feel something? I mean, I definitely felt something. There was a lot of movement going on around this, right? Like um, there were professors who were, I think they were like suing to mm. to make it not happen. And w one of those professors is actually in the English department. Um, it didn't work out for them and uh, but I there were you know like um, protests and things like that going on um, but it I remember going back that first day of school and just feeling like strange you mm -hmm. know that you all of a sudden had no idea if somebody was carrying a gun I mean obviously we're living in this time where school shootings are happening constantly so um, it just felt creepy you mm -hmm. know to, mm -hmm. to know that that's a possibility that someone's walking around yeah. And one of the things that um, you talked about in your article is that you uh, teach some sensitive topics, mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. some, you know, gender, race, some topics that have a lot of emotion behind them and people might have very strong feelings. And so, you know, discussions in the classroom might get heated. Um, do you feel sometimes scared that, you know, having someone that has a gun might take it a step too far? I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wrote about an incident that I had with a student who um, got really aggressive when the conversation, what, when students were, you know, responding to some of the racist comments that he was making. Mm. Um, and he got in my face, you know, um, was like turning red, like super angry. And I could tell that um, he was, you know, 
pissed, but also like <laughs> yeah. potentially violent. Right. You know? um, what set him off? So he was talking about. I, mean, I don't know how much I can say. You know, <laughs> no, but, you, if you're yeah, free of free of. He uh, was he was basically saying oh, that um, we were talking about stereotypes of uh-huh. Mexican Americans, right? Um, because it was an article that we read where they're pointing them out and you know saying um, how they're wrong, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he went on to say, like, no, they're right. These stereotypes exist for a reason. Right. Like one of those arguments where it's like there's truth to every stereotype. Right. (laughs) And so um, he basically said that uh, if Mexicans want to act like drug dealers then he's going to treat them like that. Right. Like drug dealers and gangsters. Uh And of course, like this is a student. It's a Mexican-American literature class. So these students are predominantly um, Latinx. Right. So. They're, of course, raising their hands to respond to this. And, you know, they were they were calmer than you would have thought, you know. But, of course, there was some tension in the room. Mm-hmm. And when you have, like, student after student saying, you're wrong, this guy starts, you know, he doesn't know what mm-hmm. to do with that, right? right. Um, and so then it becomes him getting, you know, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Can you define, because I've never heard the term Latinx mm-hmm. before. Can, what, where has that, what does that mean and where does that come from? Well, it has to do with the fact that, um, you know, Spanish as a language is gendered, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's sort of taking away the the gendering of okay. it, right? So that it includes everybody rather than like... Having to you say know, Latina, okay. Latino. 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 Yeah, and yeah. also just like Latino is the default, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you're in a group... It's like calling a, like uh, uh, people refer to, and this is maybe a weird way of putting it, but cats are girls, dogs are cats or dogs or boys you know what i mean like everybody always defaults to the boy term for right. some reason well and also just like the proper way of saying it is that if you're in a group of people and there's mm-hmm. one guy there then the whole group right. becomes latinos right um which is ridiculous so it's sort of getting away from that yeah the gendering yeah. i like that. that yeah cool um so one of the questions that we had was because we've thought about this mm-hmm. like would we leave texas right like would we move away because of the direction that this state is going in. I'm sure you've thought about that, even maybe leaving teaching altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, has that crossed your mind? Or uh, This, is your, oh, this yeah. is your field of study. This is your passion. This is what you want to do. But at the same time, you're faced with all of these mm-hmm. scary thoughts. So Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I am going to leave teaching for a little while. Yeah. And it's not entirely because of this. But that's certainly something that uh, when I think about the fact that I'm not going to be teaching at a university next year, I'm relieved Mm. because that's Mm -hmm. one of the things, you know, that um, more often than not, when I'm walking to class, it's it's a thought that's happening in my head, you know, and then especially when something happens, um, I go to work. I mean, this semester, I think, has been really tough. Right. Um, Are you scared to go to class? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've had students say like after the Parkland shooting, I had students say I'm just really in you know distress right now and i'm afraid to be on campus and i don't want to go right Mm -hmm. there have been times where i've been um so just you know exhausted and scared that um i've canceled class because i'm just like i can't Mm -hmm. deal with being on campus right Mm -hmm. now i don't want to do this and so yeah it's definitely university heads not I mean, uh, give a shit. I, I assume the answer is no, but like, I mean, pr- pr- professors are, I know, yeah, but they've like, limited professors their... like you and others. I mean, th- this isn't just, you aren't the only even school that are pissed about this. Mm, I mean, yeah. so much so that they had carry a dildo to school versus <laughs> yeah. um, having a gun, and the people got in way more trouble for carrying dildos to <laughs> yeah. school. What that was fucking stupid. But I mean, 
so they just, university heads just don't give a shit? Is that the, do you think that's the case or? I mean, I think it's funny because everyone's like, oh, UT Austin is so liberal, you know, but when in reality, like, uh, it's, liberal it's with not, our guns and yeah. everything, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that like when those teachers were attempting to sue um, because of this, they were sort of mocked for it, you know, like, mm, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the idea that the way that you're teaching changes because of this, people mm-hmm. couldn't believe that that was actually possible, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, and I don't think that really anything has been done, you know, to squash our fears and right. anything like that. Well, and this came down from the state, right? Like mm-hmm. this was a state a decision. Statewide so, I mean, and again, you're in Texas, like there's only, <laughs> and we're not even the only state. There's, a, yeah. I, I don't, I'm going to throw a number out, but I'm pretty sure it's at least 20 states that have open carry including like ohio a northern state like yeah. so it's not just a southern yeah, thing too it is ohio <laughs> yeah let, let's, we love Sorry, you ohio, ohio. But, i mean you are what you are <laughs> we've all got our I just, problems I, I mean is there any okay like devil's advocate here is do you think at all is there any benefit to a possibly okay. a good guy with a gun if, if anybody i know yeah. I, i'm i'm no, against this but personally totally. yeah it's is funny there that any, you say that because I was talking about that student who um, was like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I'm carrying one right now. Um, and there was in the back of my mind, like a wave of relief, mm-hmm. you know, which made me feel like, no, I don't want to be feeling this way. Because <laughs> um, like the idea that someone would come in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little wave of relief thinking like, oh, that's right. There was an incident where like a student, a random student stepped into my classroom and he was acting really strange and it freaked me out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned like, I'm a little freaked out by that. And that's when the student was like, don't worry, I got you. I've got a gun. Right. Um, and in the back of my head, yeah, I was like, okay, well, yeah. But then I was also like, I don't trust this guy. Like, I don't trust this guy at all. Right. Like he's not the kind of person that I would ever have faith. Is he military? Mm-hmm, he yeah. is military. Mm-hmm. See, and that and that's where why I'm I'm on in a sense the middle of it, but I'm definitely not on the side of guns being in any sort of classroom by any means. But at the same time, he is fully trained. Yeah, which right. is the it's like I we have know. a we have a guest question. Oh, wait, guest about, question from Travis Rose from uh, episodes of uh, Four and something. I don't know. <laughs> well, what about here. you? Got to come up here. <laughs> Travis is sitting on the floor. Uh, hey, uh, I was just gonna say. Oh, tell them about the people, the good guys with guns who left them in various places on campus by accident. Oh, yes. right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess this Fun was story. like maybe a month or two ago. We got emails one right after the other telling us that they'd found two unattended guns, I think in bathrooms. One of them was on the was on campus, like normal campus. And the other one was like in the I think the pickle research, right, yeah. which is like off campus, but it's still a part of UT. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um so yeah, they just found two random guns. Uh, Are they so, pistols like, or something like, or right? Know. Or they were at least handguns. Oh well, handguns gun. at least they yeah. weren't like an AR-15. No, no, yeah, it was around. a handgun right. okay. of some sort. Yeah, but still, who leaves guns just lying How around? The responsible gun, gun owners, right? right. Yeah, responsible like, gunners—the ones leaving their guns around. Like, I mean, with the background. See, that's the problem where I have is the background checks could theoretically work, but then you have to take into account of just mere stupidity of That's people was... leaving their gun on <laughs> exactly. a sofa in the middle of the student union. That's exactly what I was talking about with this student who's like, I have a gun. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't like trust you in the classroom, let alone like trust you mm-hmm. as someone with a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, they're still people, you know, right. for the mm-hmm. most part, I 
don't really trust human people. error at any time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm more inclined to trust those robots from Black Mirror than right. I am right. some yeah. of the people from right. that hold guns. Do you? Because I feel like you know studies have shown a lot of NRA members are for um, common sense mm-hmm. gun reform. Mm-hmm. Studies have shown that when there is a disagreement, if there's a gun involved, there's it, it, I mean, it escalates way faster mm-hmm. and it can become violent much more quickly. A lot of domestic violence ends up in, in gun deaths. You know, suicides, chil- suicides mm-hmm. children accidentally shooting themselves because they find Tons guns. Tons of children shooting themselves. I mean, like, there's all parents of this all the time. data. I've, do you think, what is... What do you think is people's obsession with the Second Amendment? I mean, is it that they think it's um, their God-given right? Do they? Is it fear? Lobbying. I mean, I think that it is um, toxic masculinity. Yeah, I think that it's <laughs> um, you know this need to assert your manhood in some mm-hmm. way. Um, I mean, what about I, the women I, honestly, that love guns as much as men do, though? Hey, That's man, women are a part of patriarchal society exactly. too, mm-hmm. and they get brainwashed by it in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's just there's something about like every time I see a big old truck rev by me, I, like it's, I mean this is a rated PG thirteen R show. It's basically dick size yeah. is what I really think it is. That's, you're wanting to that's really exactly show like your masculinity in that sense. It's you're either flooring a truck or you're flooring your gun, waving it around like. I we walked into a restaurant right after open carry hap- or went into effect. At Bangers in Austin, we love you, Bangers. You make great sausages. But this guy came in with his empty holster because Bangers has a big old sign up front that says you're not allowed to bring your gun in here. And while we were sitting at the table, I heard him just talking shit the whole time to his friends, like, "Yeah, I can't bring my gun in." Blah blah. I'm like, "But <laughs> we're at a South by event. <laughs> we don't want to oh deal with this." Yeah. Like I just I I can't fathom the uh, within the sense of talk talk. The toss, toxic masculinity. I'm studying my words today. My, my apologies, but of needing to have that on you to feel so safe when, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel safe all the time. I carry a pocket knife at most, and that's mostly to cut strings off of my <laughs> jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I can't. I just can't simply figure out what what is the need to feel constantly unsafe because I have also have friends who say, oh, I always pack. My gun, because you know you never know what could happen. Like it was after um, the um, Eagles of Death Metal show mm-hmm. in England, they got shot up. Where of all uh, things, a uh, Muslim security guard um, saved everybody, but then the Eagles of Death Metal decided to say that all Muslims are the ones that are yeah, doing it. That was kind of ridiculous, and a whole other subject we can touch on. But at the same time, it uh, had several friends saying, "Yeah, if I had had my gun at that show, I would have." Blah blah done this. I'm like, but you're not a marine. Yeah, I have friends that are marines that would say, I would never do that. We don't need any of right. these guns. We don't no. need an AR-15, which to our listeners is not a assault rifle at all. It is not a military. It's a military style weapon. So get your facts straight because <laughs> gun nuts will argue you under the table with. But that. I don't think. But the, at the, the same thing time, is, I don't. It's the. It goes back to the bringing a gun escalates the situation Mm -hmm. you know the Mm -hmm. second that you think to yourself at least i I have a gun in case something goes wrong you're literally saying that is going to be my default reaction Mm -hmm. and then that is the problem that is exactly Mm -hmm. the problem is you know we're automatically turning to shooting a gun versus any of the many many other options that Mm -hmm. might be out there that are less aggressive and and less deadly right and then some of the audio you've heard at the top of the show you might might have heard uh some of the gun nuts that were there at the protests that we were at we were at the um if you 
didn't listen to the top of the show for some reason. We were at the March for Our Lives um, protesting this exact thing. And it, uh, there was one person in particular that was waving their AR-15 or assault, oh or uh, a, assault style rifle around before we even got there. And then there were people outside the Capitol trying to talk to us reasonably. But another person, independently of these two guys who were actually trying to have a conversation with their guns, with the protesters, still... Others were saying, point, I mean, pointing it at a car. You, oh Alana was there, so yeah, she saw yeah, and pointed it out sure. to me. We pointing almost called the cops, but at the same time, we're like, well, they're probably dealing with everything else right now with the other protesters carrying their guns to this protest. Yeah. It's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the, interestingly, like, I constantly feel unsafe, right? Like, I mean, I'm a five foot one woman, you know? Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I go into places and generally I'm like, you know nervous in certain mm-hmm. situations um but i don't have a gun right. you know like i have i have a mace on my keychain but <laughs> right. i don't need a gun right. you know with you yeah. being like you mentioned in your article that you look younger than you are and you are a very small woman uh to say do you think that um which uh, the answer should be obvious to most but does that affect how people treat you in the sense of when you're in the gun argument um sorry for the dog <laughs> i think as a teacher, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I just had this kid the other day, one of my students, um, email me and say, you know, dear, you know, Yvette, right. Or dear Mr. Chavez rather. Um, and then in parentheses, sorry, if you're a doctor, you never mentioned it. So I'm just assuming that you're not like, don't you usually <laughs> default to assuming <laughs> that you're instructor right. is a doctor most you know? of those professors are doctors yeah so i mean that is you know an example just right there like right. constantly people treating me it's a small thing but it but it is micro constant. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly. that micro aggression <laughs> yeah absolutely word of the day kids <laughs> learn that word <laughs> yeah so yeah. i do think that people treat me differently because yeah. of that i mean i wouldn't know otherwise though yeah your peers, um, you think, uh, like e- even like your regular or just colleagues, no, colleagues, and ju- like not just students, but like even your peers, that, at like at at school, like your other professors treat you differently, yeah. or are are most of your colleagues, um, also women, or do you work with a lot of? Oh, there's you know plenty of male, lots of white men, <laughs> lots of dudes, lots yeah. of white men. Okay. Do they do they call you That's honey and we sweetie? No, no, okay, no, absolutely so not. not. Well, that. I mean. My colleagues, most of whom are people I went to grad school with, know that they, if they called me honey or sweetie, <laughs> they'd have honey hell to pay for Good. it. Yeah. Well, note to everybody, don't just ever call anybody yeah. that. Yeah. And, um, well, don't uh, bring your gun to school because you're a wimp if you do. <laughs> and you suffer from toxic masculinity. Um, so that's going to be it. Um, as we said, we're keeping these shows on the shorter end of the spectrum. So um, thank you so much, Yvette, for, for coming me. on and giving us your input on campus carry, of uh, a phrase I never thought I would no hear in life. And honestly glad I missed it in my time in college. Um, I don't think I would have kept going. So um, just do your research, folks. Uh, and... I don't know, try and be better people. Um, so that's it for us. Um, please remember, do you on Twitter, Yvette? Uh, no, I'm not. Well, I am on Twitter, but I tweet like once a year. But yeah, I am on Instagram. How, what's your Instagram? Let's see. It's Duvet. D-U-H-V-E-T-T. Like, duh. And uh, then duh. Vet. Duh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Duh. Um, so <laughs> uh, please remember to follow 
the vet on Instagram, um, and follow America the Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at America the Podcast and Twitter at America the Pod. Please follow our host, um, Feb Aster, or sorry, Feb America starred running for Senate against Ted Cruz to unseat him and give him all your votes this November or give them to Beto O'Rourke because he needs them to follow him at Bastard Comedy and follow me at Shway Media. My name is Tim. Um, that may sound like a lot to follow and keep up with, but I promise you it's so worth it. Especially um, me. And especially <laughs> Yvette. Um, and Alana um, on Twitter, um, which she doesn't even remember her Twitter handle, so it doesn't matter. So <laughs> yeah. go listen to all our other shows on shwaymedia.com. Have a great night, America. You can hear us every two weeks. Um, stay safe out there, especially at your schools. Um, God bless America, and God bless you. Good night. It's America, the podcast. Thank you.